BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So, family, if you've been with me every week up to this date, which, first of all, thank you. I appreciate you. I'm sitting here clapping. You just can't see it. Understand... I know the feedback I've gotten from some of the guests and some of the other people who have heard the show is that, Chef, what was that thing you was talking about? That concept, that topic, this subject, especially like um, when we had Josh Walker on and we were talking a lot about tech. So what I've decided to do going forward after our 10th episode is I'm going to now be bringing you a weekly 30-minute segment. Well, maybe not weekly. It might be bi-weekly. Don't hold me to that weekly. Y'all know what this is. But it's going to be a 30-minute segment where we do a deep dive into the the big topics of the show. So as you know, this show is about food, entrepreneurship, and lifestyle. But as we're doing the entrepreneurship piece, there's definitely some business topics that need to be explored deeper. And we don't always have time to go into it in our segments. So for this 30-minute show right here, I'm going to bring that to you. And what I'm counting on, though, is your feedback. So make sure you shoot me some messages, some emails, some other stuff. Let me know what you miss. Obviously, I've got the things that I think we need to explore deeper, but I'm going to do this for you. I think you'll be excited about it, especially if you're like me that love to geek out and dig into topics. We're going to do that. But here is the caveat. As always, all the topics that I bring you that we dig into, they're going to be custom for small business, micro business, entrepreneurs. So they may have a a real world name and a big business means something else. But what we're going to do is we're going to break it down for us, for our level. Like you said, whether you're an entrepreneur uh, in real life or you're just an entrepreneur in your mind, this is important for you to get these topics. These are things that are going to be applicable. I in no way claiming to be an expert. I didn't go to business school. We always talk about this. But guess what, though? Me and my wife, we've been running the business for over 15 years, right? Haven't clocked in in a minute. So I might have a little skills. But more importantly, the guests that we bring on, they have major skills. And they've been doing it successfully as well. So we're all learning from each other, right? Each one teach one. Instead, of, as we said, right? Instead of building a ladder, we're going to build the elevator so the next generation has it even better. That's equity. And that's how we do things. So I'll see y'all next week. Please look out for that. Make sure you download, like, and subscribe. Holla at you. Family, family, family. Y'all already know, man. I I love to invite y'all back to hear another interview segment. This is the part of the show that if you're unfamiliar with, we dropping knowledge, but we dropping knowledge in the form of storytelling, right? And I think some of my favorite rappers said that. Outcast, Andre Three Stacks. Anyway, point is that as always, we've got a phenomenal guest for you, man. We got my man Jaquil in the building. I'm gonna let him tell you his full name, but his IG is I Make Soul Music, right? So talk about on the nose listen this brother gets it in man but it's it's more than just that like uh any guests that we bring up they're meant to inspire you through their story because we all have unique stories that need to be told and if you're listening to this and you're an entrepreneur or you want to be an entrepreneur you gotta really hear these people's stories because they all had challenges that could be similar to your own, right? And there could be major keys in this that get you through your next day, or it could just be motivation, or better yet, this shit just entertaining. Okay, just flat out entertaining. Like, nah, 
my dude. I've been vibing with him all night, man. We had a men's group. It was all brothers, and just the energy was so great. He was like, yo, yo, can you, can you come down to the studio? Like, can you record right now? And he said, yes, graciously. So he's here with us. Jaquil, I make soul music. I'm going to let him introduce himself. So the first thing is, brother, will you tell the people your full name and how to find you? How you doing? So my name is Jaquel D. Bullock. You can find me at I Make Soul Music or I Make Smart Money on Instagram. You can also just Google me. Um, I have a LinkedIn page. I have different financial pages, music pages. You can also find my albums on all music streaming platforms as well. So we're going to jump right in it. Your albums. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, how many albums you got? I got three out right now, and I'm working on my fourth one. And about how many tracks on an album? Um, one is an EP, five tracks. The other has 12 and the other has 11, 10. Okay. On the scale of this might make me have another child. Is this more Jodeci? <laughs> <laughs> like what are these, where are these albums? At? Um, like, it definitely varies. It definitely varies. Um, some have more love songs than others. My most recent project, it got like about one or two love songs. Um, but a lot of it is just about motivation, inspiration, and elevation. You know, talking about how okay. we can bring ourselves to a greater being of self. Okay, so um, this is some stuff. You know, this is this is this is kind of getting me in the right mindset, kind of. Yeah, but with some R and B soul feel, you know, I mean, I I grew up, you know, around my grandparents a lot, listened to a lot of their music, and I noticed that, you know. Motown and all of those mm -hmm. 60s and 70s bands, they was able to elevate you and motivate you at the same, at the damn same time. time. Yeah, yeah, you know, while making you feel certain things. So I wanted to bring music to the people like that. I love it, dude. I love it, man. That's bounced back. And, and you said another thing before we get into your backstory. You said, I make smart money. Yeah. So I, I recently got into the financial industry and I, I recognized that a lot of the things that was hindering our people was that we had a lack of financial literacy. And I come from one of the highest areas of concentrated poverty in the country. So I know that I was able to change my situation just by studying a couple things in financial literacy because it's never that we lack talent or ability mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. gifts. It's that most of the time we just lack know-how. And just having that know-how can change your situation and change your life. Wow, dude. Wow. Okay, so I'm. I, we're gonna we're gonna flip flop a little bit. Okay, okay? let's do it. Because what's cool about you is you just created like ten questions off of like <laughs> a three minute statement, like just a real quick statement. We got more questions. So what I want to know though is uh, let's let's kind of bring the audience back up for the listeners at home. Um, where are you from? Right. What's your origin story? So I am from upstate New York, a city called Syracuse, New York. Mm -hmm. um, was born and raised on the south side of Syracuse, went to school on the east side of Syracuse. Um, and then from there, when I left high school, I sort of just like bounced around all over the place from here to Guangzhou, China. Guangzhou, China? Yeah. Okay. Were you in the military or something? Or? No. So I, um, I'm a writer um, and I had gotten... So I was not projected to graduate. My academics were absolutely horrible. I had to do all four years of high school my last year, but I didn't want to let my mother down. I wanted her to have a high school graduate as a child. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I know this a low bar for us to have in our communities, but graduating high school is a very God, important still, thing. That's a bar, bro. No, it's a, it is. It is. It is. You know, and so I wanted to make sure that I accomplished that for her. So she could have mm -hmm. that moment for her first child. Um, so I graduated high school. They had this program where this guy, you know, created this foundation. He was like, I believe that if we offer tuition coverage to students just for graduating high school that's coming from this area, they will be able to be successful. So I hadn't taken an SAT, so I ended up just going to a community college. However, I was always a really good writer because I was songwriting since I was like 11. Yeah, you so that. yeah, so I had a knack for just writing and just, you know, being like a performer and singer and things like that. So I ended up getting to college and just getting out of my environment, getting away from the gang life, getting away from the drugs, getting away from the poverty and the violence and all those things like that. I was able to actually go through a period of self-development. You know, sometimes it's not necessarily that this it's not it's not an issue with you. It could be an issue with your environment. You know, just like if I had an apple seed and I put this apple seed on the table 
that apple tree and those apples is still in that seed, but it's not in the right environment in order the for potential. it to grow. Exactly. It's still in the seed. I exactly. see exactly. Okay. So I had to get into the right environment. And a lot of times we all got to get in just to the right environment so that we can grow into be what we're supposed to be. So when I got into college, I had, you know, went through it. I ended up doing really well. I mean, like I had high honor roll, dean's list, all of that. So I ended up, you know, being asked to come back now for this program and deliver a speech. I deliver a speech. All of these politicians are there. All of these, you know, the founder of the program is there. I deliver this speech. And, you know, from there, it leads to me going off to school and going off to a four-year now. When I went off to a four-year in the program, I ended up writing an essay for a diversity scholarship. And that's what sent me to, Barack Obama sent me to China. They were doing some program where they wanted to increase US-China relations. So the idea was an exchange program. And so due to my essay and my writing, the Obama sent me over to China and I lived there for a year and went to Jinan University. So what's hilarious about that, right? And I don't even know if you realize the parallels and what you're just talking about. Do you know that Barack Obama's father was brought to America on the exchange program by Harry Belafonte from Africa. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. No. So a singer mm -hmm. brought his father here. You know what I'm saying? His father met his wife, right? Met Barack's mom. I don't know if they were married or not, but Barack ended up, you know, coming from, from an exchange program from wow. a singer. And you're a singer who Barack ended up sending on an exchange program. Yeah. Just showing some parallels. Saying, right? I never know that, brother. And, and I brought that up because earlier we were talking about energy. And, and you said, you, you dropped some bars, and I don't even realize if you realize it, right? You, you were talking about potential in a seed. And earlier off, Mike, we were talking about energy and how vibrations are real and how we do things. And one of the things that I picked up from you early was just this real kind of like calming, settled <laughs> right settled energy and not not settled as in like you old and tired but settled as in like yo i'm i'm really confident with who i am yeah and um you know i want to i mean it, there's a lot of places we can go yeah <laughs> but i want to i want to try to i want to try to direct that and bring that back like i said we will come full circle because you talked about earlier, you told us a little bit about where you came from and, uh -huh. and you went to China, right, on an exchange program. And we're going to have to bring you back to talk more about that because I, I want to hear about us traveling <laughs> abroad. But to bring it full circle, not only did you talk about your singing and your music, but you talked about your financial. Yeah. And this is an entrepreneurship podcast. So I'm wondering, right, like, like how do you get from going to China Right. Mm -hmm. To having four albums and teaching, learning about financial literacy. Bridge, bridge that gap for us. Help us come full circle here. So I was writing. Um, I was when I graduated with my four year, I, my plan was to go off into law school because they see a black man that can speak well, write well, has good literacy. They automatically think be a lawyer. You know, so I'm studying <laughs> for law school and it just didn't feel right. Um, so I put the law books down and I decided to just hold off after I graduated. I was working for this school counseling program and I'm driving this van with these kids in it. I usually had the aux cord. Mm -hmm. That day I didn't have the aux cord for the kids. So I had to play the radio because, you know, they wanted to hear their music when I'm dropping them off at home. And so I had turned on the radio and the radio had this advertisement for this karaoke club and this like competition at this karaoke club. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm just like, you know what, man, let me just go. And, you know, sometimes it's like when you have those moments where you feel like, hmm, I should take my shot, take your shot. You have absolutely nothing to lose. And we got to stop as a people feeling like we got something to lose. Fear you know, loss. yes. Yeah. But fear of loss, you know, it's paralyzing. You know, we stop our so many blessings in our life. So I ended up going to this karaoke club and singing. And I was like, wow. I really missed this, you know, because I had put it away a little bit, mm. you know. Um, and so went back. You was gonna be a lawyer. I was gonna be a lawyer. I was gonna be a lawyer. You look, know, mommy, look at me now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna be a lawyer. So you know, I put those books away. Um, I went to the karaoke club. I sang. It felt so good. So and then I decided, you know what? I'm gonna pick my music back up. I wrote a song called "I Can Fly." The song gets picked up by TEDx. So TEDx is like a speaking and educational platform. I had, even though I had did the little speech for the scholarship and stuff like that, I never really thought of myself as a public speaker. 
they just wanted me to come and sing a song. I get there. I had no idea what the heck a TEDx was. I see all of these people speaking. They're doing PowerPoints. And they ask me, do you want a handheld mic or a lapel mic? So I'm like, okay, I got to flip this up and switch this up and make this something that's more conducive to this audience. Mm -hmm. So I ended up creating like this whole new thing that became my platform. I told a story, gave a motivational speech, and then did my song after. Mm -hmm. And that sort of became what I evolved into. From there, I had started doing little trainings at schools. From those little trainings at schools, now I'm doing that and I'm working a nine to five. It became really difficult. And anytime you build in a dream, the dream is always going to be built after five o'clock or outside of the freedom realm. hours. Exactly. Let's go. The freedom hours, Ooh. you know, so I'm, I'm trying to build it outside of the realm of that nine to five. It got to a point where I'm calling in sick just to be able to go speak at places. <laughs> so my job thinks I have some sort of terminal illness. You know, I got my sister calling who's a nurse. Wait, was you a real life black Tony? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. My sister, who's a nurse, she's calling, you know, and she got all the medical dialogue and she making them think uh, like, you know, I got something going on. And the truth is, it's like I just was happier in my purpose. And even though I wasn't making as much money as I was in my nine to five, sometimes it's not about the money. It's about the development. It's about who you are becoming as opposed to how much you are making. Wow, dude. So. So now you're moving into your purpose. Mm -hmm. And I'm assuming you eventually left that nine to five. I left the nine to right? five. But you still, you know, you're an adult. We still got we adulting to do. Mm -hmm. So how do you stay in your purpose after you leave your nine to five? How do, what does that look like? I hop that... on Indeed and I start looking for other opportunities. And that's when I got contracted with New York Life. And one of the major things was the fact that I was allowed to make my own schedule, choose my own clientele. They were going to pay for all my education. Another reason why I didn't want to go back into school, because the college debt system mm. is slavery. Our that's... debt system is, is slavery. Wait, wait, you, okay. Gosh, dude, you're, you're giving so much so fast. <laughs> I, I, roll, roll me back to contracted to New York Life. So it's you. So you took a job, but it's not necessarily a job because you're a contract kind. Of, so it's almost like you're an independent. I'm an independent contractor, business, yeah. but you still have a so, job. Yeah. So which isn't you, bad. That's actually I like that form. Yeah. So I'm no. trying to figure out well, how does that work. So with New York Life, is it a very extensive selection process? Mm -hmm. They'll write you a contract. You have to do a certain amount of numbers, and each month you have to do a certain amount of numbers. Yeah, you got to keep them up. Yeah, you got to keep it. You got to fulfill a certain quota. Um, and so I take this contract, but you get to choose your own schedule. You get to choose your own clientele. They will provide all the training for you, provide all of, they will pay for your college, everything. So they paid for all of my education. They paid for all of my training. And then after so many years, after three years, they completely give me my business and they walk away and I have a complete financial industry that they have given me. You know what that sounds like? Um, and we talk about capitalism a lot. Um, it sounds like the form of capitalism that was popular in Africa. Mm. You know, it, talk to me. In Africa, it it's not uncommon for someone to apprentice. Yes. Someone. Yes. And then after you apprentice, the person you apprentice for is expected to pay you to start your own business. Mm -hmm. Right now, you pay them back, but they're expected to launch you. Mm-hmm. And that sounds that sounds dope. That sounds very different than what we've noticed here with capitalism in the United States. So I, I like that a lot. And I think one of the keys is you said that you're able to choose your own schedule and still work. So is that how you've been able to pursue your purpose? Oh, music? absolutely. You know, it puts me in a position where and they have helped me develop so much because now I have control over my time. And free time, like they used like Granny used to say. Idle time is the devil's workshop. Back. And so it's like when I had all of this free time and, I, and and freedom is what you choose to do with it. So I had to learn how to network. I had to learn how to go in, out and be social. All of these skills I hadn't really developed. And I felt like it was because, the, because I didn't develop these skills, I lacked in my musical realm, you know? So it put me in that position. 
Now, this to me is my favorite part of the show, but I might be a little biased. I have other people that tell me that their favorite part of the show is the food. That's cool too, right? As a chef, that probably should be my favorite part of the show, but I love this interview section, man. I love the fact that every week we're hearing stories from amazing entrepreneurs. And what's so dope is the diversity of it, right? Like, we have to realize entrepreneurship is not this or that. It is this and that and something else and a little bit of circuitous roots and just it's it's a it's a miasma, a mismatch of things. And I just got tongue twied, but you know, y'all will be okay. You know what I'm talking about. Point being, this is what real life looks like. And so each week I get to bring you a guest that does it for real. So that's why I get so excited about it. Um, One of my favorite podcasts to listen to is How I Built This because I love hearing stories. I learn so much, and I'm hoping you will learn from these guests as well. So tonight, we have Yolande Clark Jackson. Now, like I said, everybody's journey is different into entrepreneurship. Oh, yo, she is going to tell you how she flipped a talent for writing into business. But not just that, though. That has multiplied in her. Her abundance is growing and she's doing multiple things. And I'm not going to be the one to put words in her mouth because, you know, I'm going to be untold uh, half of something in a quarter of the other. So I'm going to go ahead and we're going to pass the mic. But the first question I have for you, Yolan, welcome, welcome, family, um, is please tell the folks your full name again and how to find you in your business name. Okay, so my name is Yolande Clark Jackson. And um, you can find me on Instagram as Mrs. Jackson. Um, you can also find me on Instagram at Wine Down and Write. You can also find me on Instagram at Rocko Rocket because I have a children's book. And okay. um, so you can also find me there. And you can find me on Facebook. I have a Wine Down and Write group of uh, people that I um, host book talks. I have a you know monthly book club. And I post writing prompts there. Mm-hmm. And you can find me on Twitter at YC Jackson. Now, I'm going to bring some of that back. Okay. I'm going to slow down for a second. <laughs> because understand, right? Like, I'm one of them hearing impaired peoples. Okay. So, like, I can hear you, but I have to listen to it three times. So, you'll say something. I'll be like, what's you say? So, I know you said Mrs. Jackson. Mm-hmm. Mrs. Right? Jackson's class. Miss Jackson's class. Yeah. Facts. All right, outcast. That's how I'm going to remember that. I'm sorry, Miss <laughs> Jackson. Okay. And I know I can't sing, but we still do it anyway. Um, wine down and write. Mm-hmm. So wine down and write. Now, wine has an E, people. It's no D, okay? It's not wine. It's wine, wine down, down and write. Because I'm assuming we're sipping some wine We're over sipping there. some wine. Oh. We're, well, I'm pairing wine with prose and poetry. Oh, So when I originally started this, we would I would share food. You know, we would break bread. We'd have wine. We'd do writing prompts. There'd be a sharing section, but sharing was always optional. And I would be hosting these, like, writing parties, basically, in Miami. And then I started getting a sponsor, and I was mm-hmm. doing them at a hotel. And then I got a sponsor at the winery, and I was doing them there. And then the pandemic happened. Ah, <laughs> March uh, 13th? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> 2020? Yeah. Remember that date exactly. I do. It's actually, I was hosting an event that same day. And people were like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to be coming because they're saying something about, like, don't leave the house. And I'm like... What? Like, yeah. What are you talking about? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. They said, you know, we just going to shut down the country for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, you know what? I was Mm going to go a different way, but let's talk about that. So, Wind Down and Write sounds like the type of event I want to find myself at. Mm -hmm. Right? Um, You told us a little bit about the event, but what was your inspiration? Like, where did you start? How's it going? So, it started because I was thinking that I was doing a lot. I have my MFA in creative creative writing. Mm -hmm. I was doing a lot of um, just very serious stuff with with writing. And I was like, I would love to go to a writing social. (laughs) I would love to do like a paint night, but for writers. Okay. And so I was like, I just went live one day on IG and I was like, you know what? I'm going to host an event here and I'm going to have food. I'm going to have wine. I was like showing my camera, the space. I'm like, I'm going to do it here. And I had like 20 people show up. Let's go. So, I mean, like, <laughs> I can literally grab me a glass of wine yeah. and sit down with a, a, a pad and some ink yeah, and, I and a room full of folks and we can just all write. And exactly. Just... Write and share. And do, do I have to share? No. Sharing is always optional. So it's optional. 
but people you, are inspired when people just start because it's all first drafts it, to mm -hmm. try to get you well the wine helps you to kind of lower your inhibitions and and start worrying so much about like you know what this looks like and mm -hmm. i started having people that were like were not consider themselves to be writers, like people that were in advertising or people mm. that need a stress relief that were in other types of businesses that wanted to just be more creative. And they would come and they'd be like, I've never done anything like this, but I love it. And they just started coming back. See, that's, cool. that's phenomenal. And, and mm -hmm. I believe that goes into, I mean, that, that is a part of the business, but I believe mm -hmm. that also goes into your business mm -hmm. as well. And, and listening to you, it sounded like this was just like, most people will say like, you know what? I have a writing business, so I'm going to start an event. Yours sounded much more organic. Mm -hmm. It definitely you know? was. Yeah, I didn't know. <clears throat> Excuse me. I didn't know it was going to be okay. a business. It was kind of like, this is a great business for you, someone said. And I'm like, well, I didn't really think it was a business. <laughs> but now it's business. business. And I started making like little notepads. And I started doing like other things. I started, you know, talking to a sommelier and like having wine classes. And I just did a food and wine pairing class online on zoom and you know people paid for that and then i was doing um and then i started getting people coming to me and like well i i need a coach you know do you coach writers like i'm just hmm. getting started so then i started a coaching part of my business where i started coaching writers who wanted to like start either blogging or okay. freelancing or they wanted to have a book project. They want, I've self-published a book as well. So I was helping them like through the self-publishing process, including getting their um, ISBN numbers and just the whole process. I was helping people with that. So by it just- ISBN like, number? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I might have to bring that back on our 30 minute <laughs> segment that I was talking about right before this. Okay. I'm sorry. So oh, like that's- So the, it grew, it just grew organically. I was just like filling people's needs. They were, I, I was like, okay, yeah, I can help you with that. I can help you with that. And then I just started to like have to learn how to like, put up a pricing schedule, come mm. up with a schedule, coming up with different kinds of proposals. And I, you know, I basically learned based on what people were asking for. So it definitely was organic. So you learned your business on the fly based on the demand that was actually Correct. coming in. Mm -hmm. That's dope. Cause I know yeah. a lot of people, they're going to build the ship, right? They're going to polish everything, mm -hmm. get all the bells and whistles. <laughs> they done redesigned. They, they, they got some new carpet on the floor, <laughs> but ain't nobody coming in the shop and no buying sales. <laughs> you gotta get no sales. sales. So what you're saying is I, I, I subscribe to that. It's mm -hmm. like, hey, look, there's a demand. People actually want this. Mm -hmm. They're willing to exchange dollars for this. Mm -hmm. Okay, now I'm going to figure out how to charge you. Right. Well, we're going to keep this business, though. Right. I right. love it, man. So <laughs> what is, with all that, because mm -hmm. that sounds super dope to me, and my mind is is going like 10,000 miles per hour with questions. <laughs> right. But I'm going to pause. Okay. Tell me about your origin story. Like, where? Yeah, where'd you okay. come from? So I, I was born in Massachusetts, Boston, Massachusetts. And then I went to an HBCU. I went to Morgan State University. Okay. And I studied journalism at first. And then I switched into um, English because I was like, yeah, I'm not really not sure what I want to do. And then I ended up like tutoring kids like from inner cities in Baltimore. And I was like, I think I'd really like to teach. And mm. so then I did like a, a different major. I majored in English and then a second major in secondary education. Thus, Mrs. Jackson's class because I started teaching English and writing. Um, then I eventually went back to school, got my MFA in creative writing, then started teaching college. I started teaching at another HBCU um, in Miami, um, Florida Memorial. Um, okay. I was teaching English 101, English 102. Yeah, yeah. Right around the corner. And, yep, there exactly. many times. and so then I was like, yeah, like I said, I was in all these academic spaces. And I was then I started freelancing and writing for these, these different markets. And I was like, yeah, this is good. It's deadline stuff. It's cool. But I want to do something fun. I, I, I got into writing because it was fun for me. Mm. And so that's where Wind Down and Write came from. It's like, I want to have fun with people who don't consider themselves to be writers, who don't take themselves too seriously, who can just have fun and we can just share. So it, you know mm -hmm. what, as you say that, mm -hmm. English in college is one of those classes that I, I dreaded. Mm. And I think I might have looked forward to coming to your class, Aww, right? Like Miss Jackson's class, like I'm showing up. <laughs> but in... In college, I was just like, yo, I literally just, you just had to pass that one course. And you're in all these academic spaces. Mm -hmm. You said you just wanted to have fun. Right. How did it, how did it feel transition? I mean, because I normally ask towards the end of the segment, mm -hmm. how does your business benefit your community or your world? But I think you're already kind of saying it, mm -hmm. right? Because most people want to get into academia, right? It's, it's a prestigious thing. Mm -hmm. We want to do it. But I think sometimes when we get to where we think we may want to be, we may sit down sometimes and, and reanalyze and say, you know what, this is cool, but I could do more. 
Was that the case? Am I am I hearing that, or was it something? Else? Oh, okay. And not to put you out. I there, know. You know. No, just... no, no, no. It's fine. I absolutely love being in the classroom. I okay. love teaching. I love my students. I have students that I'm like that follow me on Instagram, and I follow them. Yeah, yeah. And like one of my students that I had when she was like a sixth grader is like has three restaurants and she invites me and I eat for free. Like Let's she just go. takes care of me. <laughs> um, so I have very good relationships with my students. When I was at Florida Memorial, like I love those kids. I would look out for them, make sure they were sorted. You know, I just, I love that part. I see that in yeah. you. And if I may clarify, yeah. I see that part in you. Mm -hmm. I, I think the question I'm asking is not the, it's not the classroom space, mm -hmm. but it's the, the structure, the yes. institutional yeah, space. Absolutely. Right. Because yeah. In the classroom, like I said, I would probably have enjoyed coming mm -hmm. to your class phenomenally, but we all know that we're in the confines of, of a, these institutions. Of the system. Yeah, you're mm -hmm. absolutely right. I don't think even people that I wanted to like hang out with or that were other English professors, I felt like they were just really, to be kind, I think they just took themselves a little too seriously. It's like, because <laughs> you got some letters behind your name, like you think you like... <laughs> Right? Like we don't even know what those letters right? mean anyway. Exactly. We don't know what those letters mean. So, um, yeah, so I think that was part of it. Like, I would invite some of these people. I was like, oh, I'm going to be doing this event. Why not write? You should come. And one person said, well, I don't think um, any serious writer would want to come and write with strangers. Huh? What? Like, when you go into a classroom, Yo, who you does don't know that? everybody, yeah. right? So it's the same thing. Um yeah, so it was just that kind of thing. So I was like, okay, don't worry. It's all good. And I just kept it moving. And I just found my crew. And and like I said, a lot of these people weren't writers. They wouldn't consider themselves to be writers. And I'm just like, you're a writer. If you're you want a writer. I think <laughs> you that's be a so, writer, you're a writer. <laughs> yeah, man, that, that is so powerful because mm -hmm. I remember, um, and, and most people would notice about me, but in middle school, they were trying to kick me out and send me to a special school. Mm -hmm. But I had a teacher that introduced us to poetry. Yes. And they were like, the boy isn't slow. Mm -hmm. Right. He's got something to say. And it was just one of those things that that stuck with me and the ability to write and express myself, especially when I was younger, was so important. And I'm hearing you say it, and I'm thinking now coming out of the pandemic. The ability to write and express yourself for mental health it's purposes so for us like yeah it's so important and i think people take it for granted mm -hmm. like even when i was saying like just journaling like there was people that were writing and they were just writing for 10 minutes and they were like i can't believe what came out because wow. i was like write for three minutes without stopping and don't sense just write yourself. don't think about it right don't just sense yourself just write for three minutes without stopping and the things that people were like i can't believe that was there or I give a prompt about one thing, and if they just wrote for just 10 minutes, they'd see all this other stuff that was coming out of their subconscious that they weren't addressing. Because we have all these things that we're so busy doing that we don't address mm. the things that hurt us, the things that we um, wanted to say to somebody that we didn't get to say. Like these this, like little images will like start popping up. Yeah, and people yeah. are really surprised what kind of things. Got. So one girl started calling it therapy. I'm like, I'm not a therapist. So don't tell people this is therapy. <laughs> <laughs> ain't get that license. Right. I don't have I don't them have letters by letters. my name. I got them letters. I got other letters. <laughs> so exactly. But um my character of my children's book, his name is Rocco Rocket and his his Rocco Rocket. Rocco Rocket. Okay. And the idea of that is about pursuing a dream and how do you have to imagine that you can do something before you can see yourself doing it. And so I think that's a good message for kids, but also for adults. I think I didn't know what that was gonna be. I just let it happen. You, you know, know, I'm go you know I'm here with you, right? You know, we walking down the same street right now, right? Like I'm over here because I'm one of the people I believe in energy and I believe in manifestations. Mm -hmm. You know, like I remember reading about Michael Phelps and he talked about that every night he would in his mind go through the race. Yes. And every morning he would go through the race. Mm -hmm. So that when he got to the race, it was muscle memory, even though he hadn't done it yet. Correct. You have to visualize it before you do it. And so Rocco imagines himself like going into a rocket and going into outer space. And he keeps seeing it. And it's like the reader knows like one day this this kid's going to grow up and be an astronaut. Like you just no doubt about it. Hmm. But in the story, he has to first like launch his successfully launch and land his first rocket. And so he has to fail. Like, you know, usually you say three strikes are out, but I make him like fail four times. Okay. Because I feel like that's really key because people think you're three times you're out. And it's like you want it, you like you have that in your mind. Like I've tried, I did try, I did I, did, I gave it a good try, but right. did you? But did you? So the fourth rocket is key 
so that to see like you have to keep and you have to persist. Well, it's I not think always going to happen right away. Never. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In business, mm -hmm. entrepreneurship, matter of fact, the first 10 things you try may not be right. Correct. But you know, the thing is, you're crazy until you're not. Mm -hmm. Right? It's you're impossible until It's impossible it. till it isn't. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then all of a sudden, people looking like, oh, they're a genius. Why didn't I think of that? You just didn't persevere. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a beautiful lesson, especially mm -hmm. that's the children's book, right? Yes. Yeah. Man, I we need we need to get one. This is, <laughs> you know, but those are the stories that need that our kids need to tell. That's to me the the purpose of of good narratives. You know, and it and in a sense, we're not writing, but we're telling a great narrative mm -hmm, right now. Mm -hmm. And I love that. So I wanna gosh, I, I got tons of questions. Okay. But what do you want to share about what you're doing right now? Um, right now, I feel that I'm just moving to like Orlando, like getting legs here. Um, I partnered with Wine and Cork, so we're going to be doing something every third Thursday okay. at Wine and Cork. Okay. Um, so I'm happy to bring wine down and right to Orlando. And I guess I just want people to know that expressing yourself in writing is is a health benefit. You know, again, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a psychologist, but you can look at the research and it, it is a real benefit. And I feel that we don't socialize and really talk and share real things enough. Mm -hmm. And I feel like if you really want to network, if you really want to connect with people, write with them and see what's really inside of them. And, and you really get to know someone. So if I can't make it to a wine down and write, because mm -hmm. now I'm thinking, right, right? Would you virtually write with me? Of course. Yeah, I, I did it in the pandemic. I did it for like. I think the first nine months, I was every Wednesday online for everybody who wanted to be there, and I was just doing them. Uh, but I do once a month a virtual one, and then I do one in person next month. May, March is a little bit busier, but I always do one virtual wine down and write one for virtual. people that are like in different places. And, and if I wanted a one on one though, could I get that? Like, I don't know if you can afford that. I mean, listen, That's listen, expensive. Hey, hey, <laughs> time, right? Time is. A but you never know. I might just need to get some things off my chest. Okay. We'll okay. see. We'll talk. We'll talk. Okay. These are, these are questions. So with, that's super dope, man. Uh, so with that being said, though, if, if you had, you know, um, every show has their, their custom questions. Mm -hmm. And this is my custom one. It is the you're you now. Mm -hmm. So you know a lot of things. And you always say you don't know what you don't know. If you were able to go back in the past and give your past self some advice, mm -hmm. what would you tell yourself now that you know that you didn't know then? Like, how would you coach yourself? Or matter of fact, no, I'm better for you. I how would you? Would you how would you? What though. letter would you write to yourself? You oh, know what I'm saying? Okay. What, what letter would you write? I would write to myself, like, this is a really great idea. I love what you're doing. Get some help. <laughs> <laughs> Help will be all caps, right? Yes. <laughs> Help in all caps. You know, I feel like if you know, if I if I had had a team in the beginning, I just could have accomplished a lot more faster. Um, and I feel like that people underestimate that what a team looks like. It doesn't necessarily have to be um, a personal assistant and a this, yeah, a but you just need a few people to do some small things that are necessary, but that you shouldn't actually be doing. Man, you ain't never lie about that you know. one. <laughs> yeah. You ain't never lie about that one, bro. So in your team, right, we right. know that a lot of times our team starts out as our family and our mm -hmm. friends, which which is fine. But, um, you know, for me, I found team in unlikely places. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if that's been the same for you because now you're managing a couple of things, mm -hmm. right? So you've got multiple wind down of rights. Mm -hmm. You've got um Rocco Rocket, mm -hmm. right? So you have the you have the book that's already done. That's done. So that's pretty much a, like an easy kind of thing because it's online and you just buy offline and or buy, But you're you know. still pushing it though. Uh not that much. Okay, okay. Not that much. I mean Rocco's gonna be 10 years old in June. Oh, wow. So we're about to pop off another Kickstarter for the anniversary book in June. We'll do another one because we did a Kickstarter to like we raised ten thousand dollars to like do that first round. So we'll do a um another one for the anniversary in june and then we'll do the and anniversary book. yeah we'll re-release an anniversary copy okay. of the book okay um so he's on 
kind of pause until April. And then <laughs> until we start building more videos and stuff like that for Rock Rocket. And then um, for Wine Down and Right, as far as like partners, they emerged, but it was never official. Like you were saying, sometimes you go with your family and friends, but I really don't like to ask people to do things mm -hmm. if I'm not paying them. It just makes me feel extremely feels uncomfortable. Funny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So with certain things, I'd rather ask people to give me advice give mm -hmm. me whatever and then if they offer then i'll be a gracious recipient but i don't like to ask thank you universe yes <laughs> <laughs> thank you universe we, yeah. we look we've had a couple of it. that's yeah. why we're sitting in the studio right Correct. now yes i met mike and we started talking right you yeah. know so okay what you don't even realize how much of an entrepreneur you are because because <laughs> look right we started talking about rocco's rocket you like well yeah that's not till april you have you have a plan for your plan and then you've compartmentalized because the plan is already set right. and things are in motion that's dope thank you and then you even just broke down the whole team thing mm -hmm. and you gave people free game right because people out here trying to figure out how do we get a team mm -hmm. how do we do this how do we develop that how do we look for it how do we cultivate it right, right? what you just said is free game that's one of the best things i've learned is sometimes you just ask for help yeah or just someone who's a specialist, ask them a question about their field. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Ask them advice because that sometimes is just as valuable as having. Um, and then you can then ask a, a relative to do the small stuff. Like I need you to, you know, like my niece for like a month, I was like, I just need you to do this Instagram page for me. How much can you do? Or I need you to take all these things that I've done. Like I do this thing called Grammar Tip Tuesday on mm. my page, right? It's mostly for my former students, but also people that are learning English or want to improve their writing because they're like copywriters or business owners. They need to just like know how to write a better email and know how to improve their grammar. So anyway, I told her, take all my Grammar Tip Tuesday stuff and just like type them for me. I don't, I, so nice. she can have them in a separate file. And so if I ever take down my account or want to put my stuff someplace else, like it's already done. So like those things, you know, those kinds of things you can get people to do like who are younger or and then and, and by getting them to do the specialized tasks exactly you're not overwhelming them correct and you have less chance of things falling through the cracks mm -hmm. right okay right. listen i know what i'm unpacking um <laughs> in our 30 minute segment and we're we're wrapping up so i want to ask yolan mm -hmm. to say your full name again okay your social media again. Okay. And if there is a way that you prefer people to interact and do business with you, let's talk about that as well. Hmm. Okay. All right. So again, my name is Yolande Clark Jackson. You can find me on Instagram at Rocco Rocket. You can find me on Instagram at Mrs. Jackson's class and at Wine Down and Write on Instagram. On Facebook, you can find me as Yolande Clark Jackson. That's my Facebook page, my personal page. But I also have a group on there called Wine Dot and Write. So that's a place where we do writing prompts. I post wine memes. I post events on there. And on Twitter, I'm YC Jackson. And so you can interact with me, whatever is most comfortable for you. Um, as far as doing business, you can shoot me a DM or you can email me at yclarkjackson at gmail.com. Okay. Now, I'm going to be putting all this stuff in the show notes, right? But I always like to ask, man, because you never know. We all do things differently. We all have preferred methods. That I feel like I need some more time with you, so I may have to invite you back in the future, <laughs> right? Or we might be able to show up at a wind down and write and get, awesome. some B, you know, get some B-roll, some other stuff. So, right, you know, I'm going to put really that cool. in, in the ether. March 17th at Wine Courts on Church Street, downtown Orlando. Let's go. See, <laughs> let them know. March 17th, Wine and Court, Church Street, get downtown lucky. Orlando. Get lucky in Orlando. <laughs> get lucky in Orlando. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I love it. So, listen, and once again, family, go back. You're going to have to listen to that one few more times there was so many gems in there but as always we'll see you next week and please go follow my lovely guest Yolan Clark Jackson and I'm out man this part right here this part right here <laughs> this is that thing if you haven't tuned in this your first episode uh, that you're listening to, shame on you. But what you're about to experience is the reason why so many people come to our show. Now, I personally think you should be listening to all the business stuff, but I'll let you pass. This is the Elevated Eats segment, 
and where we discuss not just an amazing dish, but an amazing chef. However, half the time that chef happens to be me. So that means that I get to introduce you to my uh, resident co-hosts that are always in the building. Uh, we have my lovely wife, Karen Cherry. She has a different voice. Uh, normally it's late and we're tired. And we have um, our producer, host, everything. Uh, we are in his studio, Mr. Michael C. Pitts. So, tonight, and I'm going to fall back after I tell the scripture. I'm going to let them talk to you a little bit, right? Because um, I have wanted to say a whole lot of other stuff and it's all out the window right now. Because it's late and your belly's full and you've had wine. That was what I wanted to talk about. <laughs> yes. So, moment of clarity. Thank you. You're welcome. Right. So, look, we all know that entrepreneurship is is not easy and it's not a straight path. And there are just times when you want to go to sleep and stop working, which is exactly what we just said right before these mics came on. Um, however, when things get tough, stop and have a meal. Mm. When you don't know what to do with your partner and y'all are looking at each other crazy, <laughs> stop. And have a meal, right? It's just something about breaking bread with each other, which is why we do this. So for today's show, because we never let a Monday go by where we where we recording and we don't eat good. So I brought a new dish today, and I was slightly stressing because as a chef, slightly stressing, a little bit. You were not slightly stressing. Yes, you were all the way. I was gonna say something. Jewish that I've heard before, but I'm not going to say that because I don't really know what it means. But you were definitely stressing. I was, I was having, I was having a moment. You were having a moment because, right? Like you understand, there. I mean, there's a lot of things I can do well, but you know, you still try new things. And I was just inspired to do it, and I couldn't quite find the exact recipe. Mm -hmm. So I just got to the place where I was like, you know what? Mm -hmm. In my mind, I know these flavors. I know what they taste like, and you'd made it. You'd made it before. I mean, we haven't not told this folks, exact one. We haven't told folks what it is, but like you, you made you made me. What it was? No, because you you went right you now. you ended up going down a road. But I feel yeah, yeah. like oh, my, my, my bad. I feel like the suspense could go on for like maybe another thirty seconds. At least, at, at least at minimum, yep. while we kind of build it up for folks. No, okay, because I really have not ever made this particular. I made a piece of this Something before. Similar, yeah. Something like, but not this, and so this one made me lick my fingers, oh, I like and that. I don't ever. <laughs> what I do. That's a bit. <laughs> I, I mean, how do we get there so giggity, fast? Right? <laughs> how do we get there? How do we get there so fast? How do we get there so fast? I, I did. I did we... tell you on the beginning is if you have an issue with your partner, have a meal. <laughs> I, don't even I know did. I did tell you. I don't even know. How All right, so we got to tell them what it is. Now. Yes. So now you can tell them what it is. It's been a good thirty. So minutes. I made my version, and I stressed the word my version of chicken satay with peanut sauce, but I did it as a burger right so let me let me uh let me paint this picture for you right mm -hmm. chicken satay is normally skewers and it's normally chicken thighs right but if we're getting really authentic if you're going to thailand they don't make chicken satay they only make it with pork mm -hmm. right oh, okay. True. so they don't so you won't get chicken that's the american version okay and their peanut sauce isn't as sweet Okay. Right? So my goal whenever I'm making the dish is how do I adapt it for American palate? So I was like, listen, it's got to be handheld. It's got to be a burger. But now I'm like, what? Am I going to get a sesame seed bun? We can't do that. So we had the grilled chicken breasts, right, which were which were cut to look almost like they were on skewers beforehand, but they weren't, right? Um, this way you don't have to worry about uh, chomping into a piece of wood. Um, we made the peanut sauce, but then I found these beautiful uh, non-bread... Oh. So yeah, good. it was is like non bread. Yeah, it's almost like a pita, like yeah. yes. like a pita but a, it's non. Yeah, kind of like a pita, but pitas tend to be more dry. Yes, right, right. this so is like these are literally noise. non sandwich rounds. Yeah, so it's perfect because that's the kind of bread that that garlic butter naan, bro. Where did you find that? Actually, I found it when Dixie. I saw it and I was like, "This is it." Yeah, Shout out like, to Win Dixie. Shout out. 
it was so it was it was really really good it's kind of like a pita yeah, yeah but similar to it but it, wasn't it was buttery like, right yeah. it's kind exactly. of like a cross between a tortilla like mm -hmm. a flour tortilla mm -hmm. and maybe like a pita or something it was really good and i don't think i'd ever seen them before and mm -hmm. it's, um, it's a new it's a new product for this commercial moment yeah. shout out to Win dixie and southeastern grocers because normally i don't plug anyone but they actually plug us because you are their chef so Shameless i can actually plug. say that Shameless that part plug. shout out to Win dixie who has a lot of products that other stores don't have but it's fine right. let's go but yeah so we made this into a handheld and then i did one other thing that deviates from the norm right so I used uh, uh, slaw and um, shredded carrots to give oh, you some crunch, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? Put the peanut sauce on it, but we added the monster cheese. Oh, which oh, I would have, which that was I monster, would yeah. have absolutely, if I if I had seen you plate that, <laughs> I would have been like, don't do that. Boy, <laughs> yeah, instant, like, don't do that. That's not gonna work. That's not gonna work. I'll be but trying it was to told so you. good. It was so good. It was like um, these different buttery flavors mm -hmm. all together mm -hmm. and then like the peanut butter oh butter. Yeah, yeah. butter but butter it was small. a super clean dish so that was actually was, like a healthy it was dish very clean. That was, yeah i was talking to karen about it like i said like, yeah i could eat this like every, every day, day. Especially yeah when I started working out again and training yeah i was like if i had something like this you know on a regular basis forget about it it's yeah delicious it feels and tastes really clean at the same time um business. yeah I do it every single day and i get tired Sure. Yeah, and, and it, the, the chicken, the grill. So it was all of these things that worked really food? well. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, George. Don't be telling my secrets on your, air, Mike. Was it your your cast iron like my cast iron skillet this time? Yeah, I smoked at the house. I normally go outside to the grill, but I was rushing. And so. meal, it was good. It it you know you don't get like the bar like that barbecue flavor, but I yeah. don't think you needed it with this. But no. I mean the flavor of the char, like that little bit of char. Mm -hmm. yeah. With the chicken, with the with the peanut sauce, um, I would have wanted bean sprouts. You wanted bean sprouts, see? And but I, I know most people don't mm, like bean sprouts, yeah, right? Like most people don't like. But I love. Bean what would sprouts. you have paired it with? Because sprouts. the only thing that keeps something like that off of a fast food menu is what to pair it with. Yeah. What I would mean, you? Have the coleslaw and carrot seems like perfect. That made more sense. That made sense to me. Yeah, uh, most people are gonna eat that. And yeah, it, I love the taste of both. It's good crunch. You know yeah, exactly, and the crunch. I like is, the textures. Yeah, it's texture. Because like, um, sometimes people put chips and stuff on their sandwiches. Yeah, yeah. It's not really healthy, and it almost it gives you that. Give you that crunch. Mm -hmm. It's healthy. It's healthy for you. It tastes good. And to yeah. me, that's that's my version of fast food. Like that whole dish did not take a lot of time. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's not it's not really labor intensive. The good. thing that takes the most time is you have to marinate the chicken. Yeah. Would you marinate it? So it's oh my gosh, dude! It's uh, it's uh, it was it was coconut milk, it was curry, it was um, thyme, rosemary. Uh, sriracha, the the the, the red pepper flakes, mm. the chili oil. Jeez. Really? Yeah, because yeah, you wouldn't think. And then um, fresh garlic. That's crazy. Yeah, and you don't you wouldn't huh. think. Yeah, because you're like you wait, curry oil? and chili oil and all that. You wouldn't think it works. Yeah, because that's what I was trying to. It, 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 make, it doesn't make sense to a lot of stuff, but I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> Yeah, like what is that? Yeah, because you kept there's, saying there's like there's an Asian like, taste. Yeah, we're like, like there's something. Yeah, but it's, it was it's like it was spicy, but it was like a like a like a grilled taste, mm -hmm. but it was like like a little bit was, heat. A little heat, yeah. Yeah. Like, what is that? Not like, enough to burn, but right. enough to to like wake up your wake palate. Up. Just a little yeah. bit. Exactly, really that was in the. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good. That's actually so. I can't remember all of the things that you've made thus far. This is episode number. You made a few. This is episode number. What happens is, as we get more popular, but... we're going to end up getting more chef guests. Right. And it's funny because I know a lot of chefs, but getting them to actually yeah. get here actually, with the food. Yeah, but I'm working on that. I'm enjoying this. Like I'm enjoying yeah. this phase. I'm, you know, I am enjoying watching you as a chef create different things because every time you bring something out. It's like a new dish, right? It's like, you ever um, eat food from a chef and you know what that chef, you know what his food tastes like because it's, yeah. it's like Drake. 
Yeah. You know, like Drake songs? Mm-hmm. Every you Drake know, song. You know, you know Drake song. You know when it's you a Drake definitely song. Definitely no questions there. And every Drake song to me sounds exactly the same. And if you like hey, Drake, Drake. though, but look, well, you still cool, though, bro. If you like Drake. <laughs> it's still good with you, bro. If you like Drake, it's great. But if you don't like Drake, it get, gets a little monotonous. You know <laughs> what I mean? I think like chefs, you know, like some chefs are like that. You, my friend, are not like that. So I'm not getting monotonous? It's no, it's, it it's really a little is. different okay. every time. Every it's time. always like an experience. So that's good. And you get to push yourself, right? Because like today Man. you weren't exactly happy because you weren't sure how it came out and it came out banging. Yeah, because I wasn't expecting to have to cook today. That was not right. in the plans. <laughs> you had to come up with something quick. And it was like, <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Uh, now go. got 30 minutes <laughs> to come up with something that is. Man, I was telling Mike, I was watching recipes, right? And I get one recipe that was way too damn simple, and then one that was way too damn complicated. And I was like, yeah. "Where's the middle ground?" Like, yeah. I mean, it's cool how um, you know when when we talk about food, you're always telling people to just if they see a recipe to kind of like make it their make own, it their own, yeah. Right? Like your flavor profile is not going to be the same as the next person's flavor profile. So really being able to understand your own palate, right? Mm -hmm. Like I like sweet and savory with like a hint of spicy, Yeah. right? That's like my favorite. If if I get something like that, odds are I'm going to enjoy it. But it's because I know and understand my palate that I could like smell something like Mm -hmm. I smelled this. All the way. Yeah. All the way here. She's like, what did you make? But you know, that's what it is with people, right? Like, I think more people need to trust themselves. Mm-hmm. So for me as a chef, I literally have that encyclopedia. I know I was talking about this. When I'm listening to a recipe, I'm tasting it in my head. Mm-hmm. And so I'm over here like, well, this, that, and third. And that's why after watching a couple of times, I nah, man, I know how to do this. But I think more people just need to tap into that and trust right. themselves. Because we all kind of have our Rolodexes of flavors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just being able to be creative and be like, you know what? Worst case, if I don't like it, I'll try something else. Right. Mm-hmm. I got that from you. I tried it on a chicken dish I cooked not too long ago. She tried it the other day. Okay. Uh, I tried it on chicken dishes. Just experiment with what I had and then just mix it up. And, all right, let's, let's, let's see what happens. It came out fantastic. Fantastic, see? right? Great. And I was like, okay, now that's in my recipe book. That's yeah, it. Yeah, and it's <laughs> almost like when you're cooking, you can, you can almost feel it. Like the first time we got together and... Uh, the first oh, time we gosh. got together for a meal and you were like, come on, we're going to cook together. And I was like, I don't cook. I don't, I don't do that. Literally told and me she you cook. told me to season, you told me to season something. And I was yeah. like, well, how much, what do you, a tablespoon, a teaspoon? Like, what do you want? And don't nobody measure around these parts. Like, no, we don't Never. measure. Season, season it till you feel it. And I'm like, <laughs> I literally what? told her that. I don't, yeah. I don't understand. Season. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Open and your mind to the force. He was like, no, just, just, <laughs> Sprinkle it in the pot until you feel it. So and you when you know. feel it, then you'll stop. know. You'll know. And I was like, I really, I won't know. I don't know what you're talking about. She was scared of messing it up. I don't know. I didn't. Did you like I, overseason it? Was it like, was it crazy? Actually, was it done? wasn't terrible because I don't bad. think I, was I don't think I did it. Oh. She I looked at me. She's like, Mm-mm. I was like, I, I, I was like, no. And if you, you know my wife, and nobody <laughs> forced her to do nothing <laughs> she don't want to do. Mm. Yeah, that that, that kind of sort of makes sense. Nobody's going to make me do what I don't want to do. Man, but that, yo, see, and this comes back to what I was saying in the beginning, right? We always end the episode on this because you should always end with good food, right? That's how you tie up your day. That's how you tie up the end of your week. You come home, you celebrate with a meal. You and your family sit around the table. This is how when we see friends we haven't seen forever, there's a reason why we always say the dinner table is the first social network. Understand, wars were literally won at the dinner table. Okay? So that's what Elevated Eats is about. We want to bring you something new. I know you can't taste it, but at some point, we're going to do a live show, and y'all will all be invited, and then you can taste. Till then, I'll get back at you. If you haven't listened to the other episodes, man, go ahead and listen to the other episodes. And remember, like, comment, subscribe. This is the Chef Culture Podcast, Culture with a K. I'm your host, Chef Chad Cherry. We are signing off. Um, please say goodbye. Lovely guests that are always here that are still not guessing because you're always here. See you later, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We go. Peace. Peace.
Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.